What's up, everyone? We've got a lot to talk about tonight, so I'm not going to waste your time with this little intro thing that I normally do. Let's get this thing started. Welcome to the Podcast of Champions. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm going to take you through this wonderful journey as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Joining me as he does each and every episode since day one, the man from Counterline Coalition himself, that's Dylan. Dylan, look at we're, we're coordinating our colors tonight. This is awesome. How you doing, Dylan? Yeah, we look very cute tonight, Ray. Um, I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here as always. And it's not just tonight. We always look very cute, Dylan. Let's just let's just oh. say it right now for those that don't watch our stream, you should be checking it out instead of listening to the podcast version of things. Um, normally, we would head down south for our next uh, introduction, but let's actually stay local. Um, but he may be down south in the near future, filling in for Alan tonight. We've got Cameron from A Mouthful of History, who uh, I guess recently uh, got accepted to go down to San Diego to do some further education. Uh, Cameron, welcome back to our podcast. What kind of noises can we expect out of you today? Um, I mean, short term right now, um, I was at the Sacramento game last weekend, so I'm ready to talk about that, but yeah, going to San Diego state, uh, to get my master's degree in history. So looking, so looking forward to that. Got four months still up here. So still going to be, still going to be out and about and a part of it, you know? So we'll have to coordinate with you and Alan. You guys can figure out where the best spots to go in San Diego and hang out a little bit more. And just don't become a loyal fan. That's all I'm going to ask. Just don't um, change your allegiance to loyal. I bleed. I bleed orange and orange and black gray. That will never change. Awesome. You should probably say doctor about that. I know. I, I know. Right. <laughs> if, 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 if it was yellow, I would have got it. Well, if it was yellow, it would have been jaundice and we would have been real. Uh, Terrible. Turning into a scientific pod here instead of history or soccer. Um, let's head north and to the west a little bit to our fourth member of tonight's main episode team here, and that's Brad. Although Brad's going to sit out for the first part of this match because uh, he didn't really catch the Sacramento-Orange County match much. I didn't either. I'm going to rely on Cameron and Dylan, but how are you doing, Brad? I'm doing quite well. I'm wearing a vintage hat, and uh, the musical went quite swimmingly. I enjoyed it very much. So that's what I was doing Saturday night for a change instead of watching soccer. Perfect. And what we're going to do is let me introduce some guests that we're going to have joining us there. They're going to be welcome to hang out as long as they want tonight. Um, when we made it to this next round of the U.S. Open Cup, I reached right out and said, hey, does anyone from Heart of LAFC want to jump on our pod and help us out with this? Because as much as we love soccer here in Southern California, we probably don't follow LFC, LAFC as much as these guys do. So let's introduce them and then they can let us know if they want to hang out for a long period of time or if they want to chill out in the green room and wait for their time to come up. We're just going to go on the screen here. What I see, we've got Bam 
um lafc australia you're you're are you you're in australia right yeah uh, it's um i'm in melbourne australia so it's currently 1 36 p.m tomorrow for you guys yeah, so he's in the future, everyone. So this is a, an awesome thing. First time we've had someone from the future on our show. Welcome, Bam. We also got uh, – I'm going to just guess, it, it, Joseph, but is, is is there another way to pronounce that? Joseph works for me, man. Thank you for having me on awesome. tonight, guys. This is awesome. Yes, and then last but not least, we'll introduce Tony. Tony, how you doing, my man? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for having us on tonight, you guys. Oh, no, we're excited about this. We're excited to learn about our opponents. And uh, this is really an amazing thing for the Orange County fans uh, playing against uh, a major league soccer MLS team uh, and getting to travel to the bank, which I, I think a lot of us are excited from what I last heard. It's a good number of tickets that have been sold for that match, at least through Orange County's ticket sales. Uh, I think the number tops 400 of tickets sold to come out to the match, which if you didn't know our club, I mean, that's a good amount for a traveling match to make it out there. Um, for our, our small little division two squad. Um, again, you guys can hang out with us, or if you want to go back to the green room, just let our, uh, producer know in the, in the chats and he can shoot you back to the green room. If you don't want to hang out, we do have a match to talk about really quick, uh, before we get to this preview for LAFC orange County, this past weekend, uh, played a match at home against Sacramento Republic. And I, I think orange County still at least in league play, trying to figure out uh, where the gas pedal is and try to get on a roll. But we've talked about in this past um, Orange County tends to get off to slower starts earlier in the season. And then we do know that this season there's been more of an emph emphasis on the U.S. Open Cup. So that could play a part, even though I think we saw a pretty strong lineup from Coach Richard Chaplow. Uh, let me go to you, Cameron, because you mentioned first and foremost that you were there at the match. You saw it. What uh, what did you see out of this match, Orange County, uh, positives and or negatives uh, in this match? Well, I always go back to what Braden Cloutier said about analyzing teams like wait till after 10 games to get a better idea it's game number six it's getting close to that 10 and uh, it i mean the only positive that i could really could take from that game is that we probably should have won it like despite how i would think we weren't we were second best the entire night but had Milan Oloski put that ball in the back of the net in the second half, we, we could have won in spite of not playing well. Um, I, I just think that what Richard Chaplow is trying to get out of this team is still a work in progress. I think we had trouble playing the ball out from the back. Sacramento was on top of us in terms of pressing. I mean, obviously Michael Orozco being out for the match get, leaves the team with – very little stability and I just found that we just had, we just couldn't sustain anything in the attacking half. Like I think, I think it was around the 85th minute and I checked the stats on foot mob and it was like, we had 73 uh, passes in the opposition half, whereas Sacramento had double that. And it just, it didn't, it just, this it's still a work in progress, but it's getting close to that proverbial 10 game mark to where we really know where this team's going to be at. Uh, let me go to you, Dylan. We're watching the highlights here. A couple things we're noticing from this highlights is that early goal was a pure mistake from a defensive standpoint and a goalkeeping standpoint. Um, probably with Michael Orozco out of the lineup, it's that lack of maybe leadership on the defensive end. Um, also that lack of pace that we've talked about early on in the season by playing the back three and some bigger, slower guys in that back three, especially on that right side. 
Um, who was more to blame on that? Was it uh, the defense or was it uh, Patrick Rakowski on that uh, initial goal, Dylan? Oh, that's 100% on Scandi. I mean, this is like shades of Alex Cronali against Phoenix in 2018. Just lazy, misreads a ball, 90 seconds of a match, not really ready for it. And uh, I mean, what's Rakowski supposed to do there? He has to put some pressure on, but once he gets out of his box, does he take an early red card and we play with 10 men and a backup goalkeeper for 89 minutes? Just, uh, it's just disappointing. Um, and, and maybe he's not cut out for it, but we're kind of at the same situation that we were last July when Cloutier was fired, where we don't really have any fit defenders. And so who who is fit is who will play. And we're going to have to figure that one out quickly um, and hope that guys like Brent Richards and Michael Roscoe get fit and come back. Yeah, Brent Richards is probably a strong miss in that back uh, defensive lineup. Uh, one positive we saw from the match is we did see uh, Kubo Torres get his first goal of the season for Orange County. Uh, although it was from uh, the penalty spot, it's still, I-, I like to look back, you know, when you look at even the basketball analogy, right? You get that first layup or that easy shot and it sort of opens things up for you. So the hope for Orange County fans is that that PK will open things up for Kubo uh, and uh, potentially lead to some goals from him. Uh, because at this point, the only one really scoring goals, or there's two players really, is Milan Oloski and Ugo Okoli are the only two that have really scored for Orange County. You need that third presence up there on the attack. And I know there's an emphasis on Kubo there. Um, any last thoughts from either you, Cameron, or Dylan before we move on to uh, bigger and better things to, to preview this LAFC match? I got two thoughts. So throughout the match, like in the first half and part of the second half, like I just think Kubo is left isolated. Um, I think it's he's not someone that's going to go up and def- like challenge defenders. Like he got beat all night by Sacramento center backs. And I think if just we had that link between defense and attack, I think Milan Oloski is a baller. And I think he is going to be our X factor this season. Um, just I think you know, maybe we should try out Ugo and Kubo, the Ugo-Kubo combination up top. Maybe have Ugo knock down down balls, feed Kubo, and then feed Oloski. I think that could be a good idea in the future. And also, the ref was an absolute disaster show. I've never seen... I That game was so piss poor. was so piss poor in terms of officiating. Like, Sacramento would would give a hard foul against Orange County, would not get called. Or it's kind of do the same thing. Then it's a foul, and I'm sure I'm sure a player had gotten sent off. The refs just forgot what who it was. Like for, for a second, yellow. He was like, "My God, it was terrible." But I mean, that's USL. We're used to yeah. horrible officiating. I mean, I don't know what it's like in the MLS, gentlemen, but in the USL, we have some pretty pretty horrible officiating. Uh, it's it sort of in our early days of a show when it was just me and Dylan here. Uh, pretty much every episode we spend about 10 minutes complaining about the officiating and matches and how horrible things went. We've sort of evolved past that a little bit, but Cameron's, I guess, old school and likes to get back onto getting on the officiating. But yeah, I mean, you could always say there's, there's always excuses for horrible officiating when it comes to the USL championship. Um, really quick, let's, we'll, we'll move on. But first I want to get into our prediction standings. I don't know if our producer has this pulled up. Uh, we, we did our predictions last week. 
Uh, and uh, we'll see if we have this. I don't know what the scores here. Brad, you're our official record keeper for this. How are we doing so far? Well, Dylan predicted a one-to-one -one draw. On and he's on a roll taking an early lead. Uh, for those of you guys who have not watched, uh, we pick games scores every week uh our scoring is kind of weird which is why everyone's all over the place uh if you predict a correct uh score you get a full 10 points if that's both teams uh for both the result four points for a result three points for each team so that adds up to 10 um but if you don't do that well you can still earn partial credit because we're generous like that i guess um, so Dylan is currently in a lead with a full correct game score over myself. Um, then Alan in, uh, third and Ryan last and everybody else amongst people who guess scores can find their name somewhere on that list. And remember, we've, we've sort of made the commitment. If any of the listeners can beat the top score out of the four of us, uh, we will find some sort of prize we can provide you, depending on how many winners there are. The prize may be really nice, or it may be a, a simple prize if we have to give away 20 things. So uh, participate, share your predictions as we go through this. And by the way, I just want to call out for our LAFC viewers and guests on this show tonight. That logo for Orange County is not LAFC colors. It's the USL Championship official colors. Um, so I just want to make sure you guys know we're not trying to you know, give you guys some love tonight. It's really just uh, based <laughs> off the USL championship colors, uh, but let's get into this. This is, this is the reason I think a lot of people are tuning in for this or are going to listen to this episode. And it's to talk about this upcoming us open cup match uh, as orange County SC will be traveling up I five to get to the bank. Uh, I have not been up in that area of California in quite some time, pro probably since I was a Clippers season ticket holder, in the year that Blake Griffin was supposed to be a rookie, uh, but got injured in the preseason. So I had to go through a full season of watching uh, Chris Kamen and pretty okay, much okay, no one else old man. doing back, that. You're a glutton um, for punishment. I get it. So for sure. Back then, back then when I drove by that area, it was the sports arena. It was not mm -hmm. uh, the Bank of California Stadium. So I'm sure it looks a lot better and it's a lot nicer than it used to be back in those days. Uh, but that's why we brought the, the our friends here from Heart of LAFC. Um, unfortunately, we, we sort of gave you guys some information. Now, you got to see some highlights from our last match. Uh, you, you can go now share with the players uh, what they need to do to sneak past the defense. Uh, but let's get into this talk. It, you know, a few years back, there was this partnership between LAFC and Orange County. Didn't quite work out for either squad. I, I, I recall uh, the year we started this podcast you guys ended up loaning a bunch of players to phoenix which is our like arch enemies in the mm -hmm. usl championship uh, and they ended up you know beating us on our field with some of your players which was really disappointing um since then both teams have split that partnership and have moved on we've partnered with uh, rangers in scotland you guys have partnered with lafc or sorry las vegas lights fc um let's talk about that you, you guys have probably been fans for a while uh did, oh, yeah. Do you guys remember that partnership? Did you guys even know about Orange County back then? Or did uh, most LAFC fans no, have no idea who Orange County was even back then? Actually, I went to some games um, when he had the temporary stadium. It was after the partnership was announced. We actually, yeah, a lot of us went down to try to support a little bit, you know, and and, and see what was going on. But, you know, in, honest, in all honesty, it was really kind of a one-sided relationship and it wasn't, it wasn't a big one. Like, it was more in name than anything else. So, yeah, you know, it was unfortunate. 
Uh, we can kind of see some of the similarities with Vegas right now where we're, well, that's even crazier where we're pretty much running the team. Um, right. But yeah, with OC, it just didn't seem to really take off. And yeah, we seem to have a much greater connection with, with, with Phoenix, you know, uh, which is strange, you know, a little strange, but yeah, it just didn't work out. And to be honest, the new relationships that everybody has now with Rangers being involved and Vegas, our teams on both ends of it, I think ended up better anyway. So, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that comment. I think fan bases for both teams probably are liking the relationships a little bit better uh, with LAFC. You guys have more control of what Las Vegas is doing. You guys can sort of tell them, Hey, we want this to happen. Um, which I think wasn't the case with Orange County. I think if we look back a few years, uh, just talking with our connections at the the team, it wasn't like Orange County was going to be told how to play players. Uh, I one instance I can recall was uh, was it Nico Zornamaz or whatever that you guys yes. loaned down to us, and <laughs> I think LAFC wanted us to be playing him like every match. And our front office and our coaches have said, no, he's not good enough to play in our lineup, so we're not going to give him right. the minutes if he's not ready for it. So. Um, luckily you have that. And I, I think Orange County fans are excited with the, the Rangers partnership. Um, LAFC has been off to a great start for MLS action this year. Uh, what's, uh, what's behind that start? And is this a legitimate start or is this sort of a, you know, a early season shimmer that may not hold up for the full season? Whoever wants to jump That's, on that, uh, go for it. I'll jump right on it. To be honest, I think this team is stronger and deeper than the one that won a supporter shield. There's more weapons on this team now than when we had back then. There's also a different way that we score goals. We're not, you know, dominant with one player. It's shared. Goals are shared, setups shared. We're scoring on dead balls, which is something we've never been very good at, but now we are. Uh, we're getting shutouts in the second half. We, have let a, we haven't let a goal in in the second half this year yet, which is really strange. Uh, starts are, are shaky at times, but, but ultimately – uh, it, it looks more solid. The players are a little older than what we've seen in the past. We have some veteran presence. So I think the buzz is real. I feel it is. And they're only going to get better as players get healthy and a new DP will be coming in. So, yeah, all good things for us right now, as far as I'm concerned. There was one loss, and that was controversial. Uh, I'm talking about that one. Yeah. Uh, well, we're good about it. Um. I know Tony and Bam look like you both wanted to jump on that question. too. I'm going to go alphabetically. Bam, go for it. Um, with the new signs we brought in this season, it's just increased our depth so much. So already knowing from the press conference earlier today that we're not sending out our usual starting 11 against you guys. We'll be rotating a few of our players. So with that, although it's not a starting 11, it's still going to be a strong competition for you. Tony, what are your thoughts? It's like us, like pretty much Bama says, like we have, and Joseph said, we do have depth um, and depth spread out. Cause like the last couple seasons, we've always had actually like our right back has always been stacked. And so we couldn't have, we, we couldn't choose who we would be weak on the left side. We only had like maybe one defender that could play left side and stuff like that. Or then it got switched to the left back where it was, we were stacked for one season, but overall we finally, it's, it's, we're, depth wise we can literally interchange players super easily there's nothing well it's also the coaching style too we're we're no longer in this is bob's way this is how we go we and you just just keep hitting yourself against the wall and not change anything with with dolo he'll make arrangements make changes 
to suit what the game's going on forward. And of course, the best thing that I love, Joseph loves, and Bam loves is we have leadership in the keeper position that we've never had because we've had a rotating presence back there for the past five seasons or four seasons. This is our fifth. Yeah, it's, it's, been um, weak. It, it's yeah. It, it's nice when you can have a solid goal ke- uh, goalkeeper in between the sticks. We even a season ago, we had a sort of competition between goalkeepers when we had Abraham Romero and uh, Patrick Rakowski between the sticks. Uh, and it wasn't until Richard Chaplow took control and said, we need a solid one keeper in there. And, and Rakowski got the job. And, and coincidentally, we went on a nice run to win the USL championship uh, cup there on that. So, uh, it, it does. It's a struggle when you have to rotate goalkeepers, and we've gone through that in the past because we had seasons where we had two or three goalkeepers that had to make appearances, whether it was because of injuries or just you didn't have a pure number one on there. Um, let me ask this, and, and I'll go. I'm going to just go around. I'll go back to you, Joseph, on this one. You can start off. Uh, you know, some MLS teams sort of take the Open Cup sort of lightly for the first round or two, and then if they magically get past some of the lower league competition, then they start taking it seriously. Uh, I know Orange County, the ownership, the front office has come out and said, this year we want a deep cup run. Uh, and part of that is now facing LAFC. Uh, is From what you see, I, I think it sounds like there's going to be a rotation, which makes obvious sense because you guys played on Sunday. Um, so just a few days rest there. Uh, do you see LAFC maybe looking past Orange County or just – maybe playing this match as uh, if we can win great. If not, we don't really care. We're more focused on MLS or are they really looking at a deep U S open cup run in your opinion? I think they're desperate to make a deep open cup run. Uh, They want to get back to the champions league. And the quickest way to get there is the six wins in the open cup. It's that simple. They know they need it. We had our supporter shield. COVID kind of killed our chances for, for other trophies. I know our best Barcelona we had at the time was was lost on a COVID year. Uh, so now this is the next thing. It's the closest thing we can win. And I think they're legit about it. Now, when they talk about rotation, they're not taking Vegas and putting Vegas on the field tomorrow. That's not the rotation they're talking about. It's talking about the guys that are getting a limited play time, coming back from injury. It's a deceptive rotation because some of these guys that are going to come in tomorrow that haven't been playing by midseason could be starters anyway. So, yeah, uh, it's it's rotation, but I, they're taking it serious. I'll hand it off to Dylan because I've been doing all the talking here and question asking, so I want to let my other co-hosts jump in on this. Uh, Dylan, surprisingly, is being given the opportunity to ask a question here. I don't know if he has one for you. Who knows? Let's see. <laughs> no, you've just dropped this on me like two seconds before you've uh, brought this up. To well, I expected everyone. Joseph to go a little bit longer with his answers, so, uh, you know, blame okay. him. Fair enough. It's early days in the season, but – could you three provide us with so far your player of the season um, that you think will feature in tonight's match? Maybe signing new arrival. Tonight's I'll, match. I'll let Bam start. I'm not trying to. You, yeah, you right. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan's hanging out with Bam already in in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Talk about tonight's match. So to be honest, it's going to be Chicho Arango. He's going to be the the player to watch because he. So as you know, when we picked him up he was kind of a signing that none of us even heard about. And that's one thing about our front office is we look for players in South America that you probably don't hear about until they're here in the MLS or they've had wind or something, but he's been, so he's been on like a, he just came off Columbia, his first start with Columbia ever. 
then he came back, got COVID. So he's been coming back from that injuries, not set wise, but when he gets rolling, it's kind of hard to stop because he's that grinder goal guy. Like he'll, he'll take the punches. He'll take the thing. He'll take anything. You'll just always see him there. So he is honestly the player to watch at this game. I feel like. Bam, yeah, you do you have another it? name or, or, yeah. or uh, do you agree yeah. with what Tony had to say? I agree with Tony, but I'm going to throw out another name that has done quite well for us in the past. Hasn't featured much so far this season, but I'm going with the Moose, Dane Muskowski. I reckon he's probably going to get a start and he's something to keep an eye on as well. There it is. Yep. I see the Reno hat over there. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Good stuff. I was, that was going to be my uh, question to ask during the funny questions as well. Where's the Moose? <laughs> yeah, for those for those that moose... don't know that that don't listen to us, Brad was a Reno supporter, but when they folded, um apparently he loved when me and Dylan when he chauffeured us around town and he fell in love with Orange County from that experience. <laughs> so he became an Orange County fan. He's the one and only official member of the County Lion Coalition uh Washoe what County is it? Washo Washoe County. It's because you guys drink Malort. Let me ask. Let me ask. Let me ask my LFC, LAFC guest here. Have you guys tried Malort before? Never heard of it. Me neither. What is that? Don't, it, don't learn. Just, just, don't, just, don't, just, don't. Long story short. Long story short. Very bitter alcohol. Um, and they're drinking a lot of it in Chicago tonight after losing to uh, DC. No, after losing to uh, uh, Union Omaha. Omaha. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be drinking a lot of Malort in Chicago tonight. By the way, shout out. I love. He always has that ready. <laughs> at Omaha. Um, I visited them last year, went to a game there last season. Uh, they've got something special going on there. So I'm really happy to see them get a, a big win here. Uh, maybe our team watched that too and take it a little more serious tomorrow as well, knowing that you are mortal in this. So, yeah. I know that, that that's probably one of the, the benefits of, of playing on the second night is because you, you get that reminder that the MLS, MLS teams aren't this superior group of teams to some of the lower league teams. And you look at like a union Omaha, that's two levels below MLS. That's third tier soccer taking it. We've, we've got a little bit of a connection because one of our players was on loan there last year, won the championship with union Omaha. Um, so it was awesome to see. Um, let me, uh, I, I don't think we got an answer from you, Joseph on that uh, player to watch or player that uh, uh, has been the uh, sort of early season MVP for LAFC. The fun part, again, is it's spread. The goals are spread. Uh, there's some shocking stuff that we've seen. I think in this match, if Hollingshead does get a start, I think he'd probably be on left back because then Escobar gets to get back in the lineup. If it's him, he likes to score from 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 the D. You know, he comes up, he gets into the mix. He's trouble on dead balls, so that's good. I would say Opoku, who even though he's not a new signing, he missed last year due to injury. So nobody really knows about him until now, and he's been a spark plug for us since he's come back in the lineup. He'll be good. Uh, I look at Elie getting him from Kansas City. He's going through a bit of a uh, vintage <laughs> part of his career here, and uh, and seeing him come back and get really energized to be here is good. Um, Fall could be the story. Uh, I don't think he'll sit for this game simply because he's young. He can take the 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 tough schedule, so he would make sense to be there. But there's so many weapons on this team, and the goals are coming from everywhere. I can't say just one. It can actually, they can get you from anywhere on this team. And you look at with Fall as well, he's missing the next MLS game for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, I was going to add like Holly's head role. If uh, in our podcast, we, uh, Joseph has a bet going on that 
Hollingshead is going to score more than B-Rod because if you look at his track record, he can score a lot. Even though he's a defender, he's just he's always there to head the ball in one of the games where he had the brace. And then the other one, which is from the outside, which is just a nice like strike there too. So uh, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like we have this bet where B-Rod is good, but Hollingshead may score more than him. Yeah, he averages five goals a year, and he's sitting here halfway there, right? Over halfway there. So <laughs> so it's going to happen. I mean, I, he's going to be deadly. Fall, if they both play on corner kicks, you have two major targets now uh, on corners, which we've always been bad at corners, and now we're not bad at it anymore. Again, big changes for the team. Um, so that's going to be good. I don't expect Vela to start. So if, <laughs> if we were like looking to see Vela play, I really doubt. I doubt it. Um, oh, I don't want to see him play. Game. So, I mean, that's all, that's all good. If you don't want to play him, don't play him. I don't want to watch him. I'm not one of those people that's uh, coming to the match, wanting to see the big names. I'd love to see you guys start all the, you know, bring your youth squad out there and play. So Orange County can get the victory uh, on that. Um, let me go, Brad, do you have a question for, for our guests here? Or are you just enjoying listening to this conversation? You know, um, I'm just enjoying uh, listening to the conversation, but I guess uh, quickly, uh, what does, uh, so your guys' is uh, coach, Chirondolo, right? Mm-hmm. What is he doing differently this season that wasn't working for Bradley last season? Uh, I think it's getting more experience into his lineup, um, trusting rotation of the lineup, moving people around, um, having the willingness to change things, even though it's a 4 3 3. And yes, they press. You see the counter press, it's real. He's more selective in when he on, on, the decision-making from his, his backs uh, with Bradley. It was the constant push, always getting caught out uh, just hoping transition would be fine. And in, in this team, they pick and choose as they go. So I think that's a big change. Also, they're not afraid to play it up the middle. It doesn't always have to be around and cross around and cross or around and cut. Now they'll go up the middle too. So they vary things and they're not afraid to reset Bradley teams reset didn't seem like much of an option they were going to go for that chance if it didn't happen oh well goal kick move on now it's no let's maintain a little bit more so it's varied now and that's what makes them stronger the bam or tony do you want to jump i think tony wants to jump in on that bam Bam? Bam, go for it for for me it's also we're not playing available it's not give it to vela first give it to vela give it to vela give it to vela now it's Oh, Vela's over there. He might get it. We've got um, Chicho. We've got uh, Sifu. We've got all these other players that can carry the ball and we're not having to worry about on one person, which B-Rod was always going. If you don't give it to Vela, you're going to sit next game. Yeah, and to add to that, it's also with um, with Dolo. It's also he's... These guys have seen him. I've seen him, of course, when he's playing with the lights, and he. But he knows how to develop youth players, and that's what we've finally changed in our lineup. Is we have more youth players, and he knows how to play with them. And granted, it's like he got the like, as everyone when we signed him, people even in our our end were like, out of all the coaches you could have signed, it was Dolo. But we were saying. We were saying once everyone was this bob in, bob out, we were always saying, like, if you're looking where your next coach is, look at the lights because that's the reason Dolo came from Germany. And we knew that was going to be the next signing. We we had other options to sign, but I we kind of believed that it was going to be Dolo. So he already has 
like youth wise he's really well and like his pedigree as much as is not well established he's got a coaching license in europe and not many coaches in mls have that let me let me ask you gentlemen because our dylan you know was very upset last season when we made a coaching change um how how upsetting was were any of you upset with the coaching change there lafc or uh are you were you excited about it dylan was upset when orange county fired their coach mid-season last year and um he had to sort of swallow his pride because we ended up winning the championship with the new coach um how did it hurt to uh lose uh bob bradley or were you guys on the bob bradley out uh, train and excited that he was gone and brought in uh, a new coach i was more during the season when everyone's going bob out bob out, bob out i'm like what's the point where we are at the moment you're, you're a dylan you're a dylan person because i was the Braden includes here out let's bring in richard chaplin who worked out for you you were the let's wait till the end of the season yeah I, i'm not a fan of changing three quarters way through the season after three quarters way through the season players are going to keep playing the same way who you're going to get in you're going to get in the assistant ref the assistant coach sorry who already plays that style so you're not going to change much at least at the end of the season clear the slate all start again that that's me personally. So I was more, yeah, you can get rid of him, but what's going to change? Not much. If you do it earlier on in the season, so after five, ten games, you can still change it. And like I said, we were not bob out. We were wait for the end of the season and go from there. Let me let me uh, give Cameron a chance to say something because for if you didn't know, Cameron isn't just someone that covered Orange County SC. He's actually covered soccer around Southern California. So I I think he's done some LAFC stuff in the past. Um, jump in there, Cameron, because we haven't heard from you for a good 40 minutes here so far. Well, I mean, I covered the team during the inaugurals, like the first year of, of, of LAFC as a club. Um, I mean, first of all, like I really, like, I really, th- LAFC have never played at a bad level. They've always been in and around just, they just that, that MLS cup or open cup was just so elusive at times, but I think for me, I think, I think Bradley ran his course with it, ran his course with the team. I think that it just, it felt like where, like how much could Brad Bradley really improve that team? And I just think that he did all that he could. I mean, frankly, much of the beginning was a lot of mental lapses, a lot of concentration issues, like I remember the first two years is just how many leads have been blown like, and just, you know, but even that like LAFC were still in and amongst the top, like this is, it's just now it's just getting over, like for them to get over the line, something had to be done. I mean, personally, Steve Sherundolo, that was a, that was kind of like a stunner out of nowhere. If you weren't following like the ins and outs of LAFC, but you know they they know what they're doing. But I just again I just felt like when you have the same coach, same philosophy for four years, four or five years, and if and if it hasn't brought an MLS like a MLS Cup trophy or US Open Cup, I mean, Grant they did it in the Supporter Shield, it just got stale. It got stale, and I think you know there's never a good time. I mean, there's a good time to change a manager end of the season, but. You know, if they if things need to get done, they have to get done. Really, it's just I it just it got worn out, got stale. You know, so, in a way, they were kind of saved by Toronto 
uh, because Toronto came knocking, you know, uh, that made sense. Sun's there, dynasty, moving on. It was perfect for him. Historically, Bob Bradley doesn't re-sign with teams. He doesn't have that in his history. He moves on. He has his contract, moves on. There's no real history of him just re-signing with a pro side or a national team. He just goes on to the next project, the next the next flight, right? Uh, so for us, I think we were all we all felt the year after the Supporter Shield was going to be the peak year. That was the year that we were, we were going to get the hardware, and it was taken from us, right? It was lost um, because of the circumstances. Long story short, we get to this final time. You could kind of tell with the players – it was getting stale. The system was getting predictable. Everyone knew what the lineup was going to be pretty much before it came out, which if the fans can figure you out constantly, there's something amiss, you know, you're not, you're not switching things up. Um, and so I think everybody at the end of it, when it was all said and done, it, it just made sense. Um, Toronto honestly came in to the rescue. So we didn't have to have that ugly moment, right? Everybody moves on. Everybody's happy. We see it work um, in terms of the Bob out thing. I'm, I'm in the same boat as everyone else here in our group where it's, he's got his contract. It ends. This is his last hurrah. Uh, just out of respect for the man. Like he did a lot for us kicking him to the curb. But to me was, would be an off move, especially since there was only a few months to go. And we were on a team that was decimated by injuries for most of the season. It was not consistent because of injury. There was no team that team. I don't care who you put as coach, but the injuries that we had, there was no way they were going to make a run. So yeah, my, on. my attempt to make Dylan yeah. feel bad about being uh, all mad about Braden Clutier here getting fired last season, just backfired here. Cause these guys <laughs> from LAFC are like, nah, just stick through it to the end of the year. Uh, and then, uh, you know, move on. But uh, that, you know, Making we, well, I mean, that, that's the amazing well, thing with sports, right? We can all have different opinions on how this works out. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't for Orange County. It worked out. Um, and I'm going to no. have to talk to Cameron off camera uh, once the show is over because uh, he's a Tottenham fan. I want to find out, was he like pro uh, uh, Pochettino moving on or being uh, fired uh, at that point? Or why, why, would I, his, why, would, why, why would I get mad at dad? Analysis, why would I, why would I get analysis, mad at my dad? <laughs> your analysis with uh, this whole uh, Bob Bradley thing is sounds like you were pro Pochettino gone. Um, let's do this. I want to give our, our guests here a chance to ask us questions about Orange County. Uh, so any of their listeners that may have tuned in or may listen to this episode can hear about this team. Because, again, I, I doubt many LAFC fans are watching USL soccer. Um, but if they are, props to them. Uh, so, Bam, Joseph, Tony, do you have any questions for us? Go for My it, My big question is um, – can your keeper do what he did for that first goal against you guys all game tomorrow? <laughs> oh, oh, you should ask that this. Alvin Scandy. Yes. It, you know, let me just say this. Uh, the reason Orange County won the championship last season and uh, won the trophy was because of Patrick Rakowski. Uh, he made a huge save early in the match. That was a, from the penalty uh, spot. Uh, it went in a match where if we give up that, can see that goal, we probably aren't lifting the trophy at the end of uh, the 90 minutes. Uh, and he made a couple other big saves in that match. I, I think I made the argument last season that his in play save in the second half was more important than the penalty save or a bigger save than the penalty save. So you just on that clip, you just sort Quinsani. of saw. Save <laughs> there, 
there is that PK save, right? You you saw a probably just horrible situation for him in that Sacramento match where his defender left him high and dry and he tried to do his best, but it was just sort of that no man's land when it comes to goalkeeping uh, where you're, you're damned if you charge forward and you're damned if you stay back in the goal, it's going to be the same result either way. So um, hopefully you guys are looking at it and saying, oh, that's all we have to do. Great. Um, and hopefully it doesn't happen. But uh, Rakowski is actually a pretty world-class, uh, not world-class, but he's a pretty good goalkeeper, uh, was in the German youth uh, national team for a while, um, has played big matches in Europe. Uh, fun fact about him, first goal he gave up was uh, against uh, Lewandowski. So, uh, you know, he's played against some tough competition. So he's not uh, going to be your typical lower level goalkeeper. He's actually a pretty good goalkeeper. Um, maybe could be considered a fringe MLS goalkeeper when you look at how well he plays. Um, so by all means, don't don't take it lightly when oh, you're no. watching Patrick mm-hmm. Rukowski out there. He's actually a pretty darn good goalkeeper. Cameron, what do you got to oh. say on that really quick? And I love that he's trying to talk and he's muted. So that's You're awesome. pulling your Brad, Cameron. <laughs> I know, I know. So I've been perusing the public comments and I've seen that Marvin is asked this question. I'm assuming OCSC will be 100% starting the first team. Who are the stars to watch out for? So, I, uh, I mean, I think we we can all take turns on this. Um, obviously, Cooper Torres, you know, MLS experience, you know, Liga and Mekis, Liga Mekis player. Um, start things off. I mean, if you look at star power, Dylan's just like, just having this grin. All night long. I agree with Dylan. And uh, with Dylan. That, that facial expression from Dylan says it it's, all. It's just, I don't know, like, he's, he's just a tough man to please. And um, about anything. And so, I I mean, if you're looking at young talent, like Milan Olaski, good good technical player, good technical ball player. Um, you know, Kobe Henry, we're looking at Tyler Griffith, um, U.S. Youth International. Alex Villanueva as well. The young, he was um, tutored around. I think LAFC approached to sign, but he didn't want to play for the Las Vegas Lights. So now he is with us. So if you're looking at young talent, right there. Can't yeah, I, I don't that. think Kubo's the the man. Um, <laughs> yeah, here let me let me call. I'm just going on star. I'm just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm star name, and it was just like, all right, like you know. Yeah, you just went and face. looked at the list of the Orange County players. So that's the biggest star yes, on the team. Let me call him out. <laughs> um, let me say let me say a name that LAFC fans should watch out for in this match. Um, I'm going to say Miko Kuningas. Um, he's the type of player on the pitch that's going to do his best to get under the opposing team's skin. Um, I wish we had Rob Kiernan on this roster right now, because if you have Miko Kaningas and Rob Kiernan, you're probably going to get a couple yellow cards out of the LAFC players just from them, just getting under the skin and, and, and bothering you and, and working hard. Um, and by the way, Kaningas is a, uh, a fan of a local favorite band here, social distortion. Um, he has the long hair. So he, you know, if you watch him, he'll rock out in some celebrations and get that nice, uh, you know, blonde hair flowing up and down. Uh, but no, he's uh, he's one of those players that is a quality player. He has a really good left foot. Uh, we've seen him uh, on those on our intro video. For those of you that are LAFC fans that have never seen or heard the name, you saw him score uh, from a set piece in the USL Championship final. Um, and he um, he he just he's one of those players that's going to just get under the skin of the opponents, and he's going to make. You, uh, as LAFC fans, you're probably not going to like the guy. You're going to think he's probably a little bit of a, a 
aggressive, maybe even borderline dirty player out there. Uh, but he's really just, I mean, he's just a really into the match and he, and he's a, a great player to have. And I sort of love the guy too, because last season he did have some sort of issue with his heart in one of the matches where he had to sort of come out of the match and uh, miss the rest of the match because of some, you know, racing heartbeats or whatever. And um, he's still out there playing. So you got to love a, a, a player that's going to go out there and, literally put their body on the line for, for your team and, and for the crest on the, on the shirt there. So that's going to be the name I'm going to call out. Uh, Dylan, do you have a different name? Brad, do you have a different name? Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of go against what Cameron says. And I think uh, Cuba doesn't start this game. I think uh, in a open cup match, middle of the week, I think uh, Ugo is the player that uh, Orange County is going to go with. Uh, Ugo, Coley, Sean, Cole. Um, he's a completely different player. He's more of a bruiser. He's going to be the guy who's going to be playing aerial balls, trying to knock them in, trying to knock them down. Um, and he's been one of the pieces that when he comes in, he's come in late in most of our matches past the 60, 70 minute mark in games. Uh, but he scored half of our almost almost half of our goals so far this season, uh, five games into the season, and then had a uh, a start in our last Open Cup game versus LA Forest, and I think he bagged a goal in that game too. Um, so that would be the player, if he were to start, that's big if, we never know what happens in the mind of uh, a manager sometimes. But um, if he starts, he's the player I think uh, you need to look out for uh, between him and... Uh, Milan Oloski, um stretch the field and uh, be more physical in the box are those two players there. Yeah. I want to ask I Dylan any that... names other than mm-hmm. what we've named Dylan. No, I, I feel like five games in the season and having received five points from those matches so far, we don't have a star of the season yet or anyone Perfect. that is deserving of a star. Any other questions so, for us, uh, gentlemen? Yeah, I mean, looking at the lineup this season compared to last, last you won you won the whole thing. Um, this year seems to be a little bit of a, a slow start. What is the big change to the lineup this year compared to last that that's kind of unsettled them a bit? We're, we're, we're the USL championship. I mean, roster turnover is a big thing. Dylan, go for it. You have your finger up. Yeah, we are missing most everyone that was relevant to winning a cup last year. And Eric Calvillo, who has left for what turned to be slightly not greener pastures in El Paso. Um, Milan Olaski's brother, Brian, who is currently injured. Yes, someone who scored 17 goals or had 17 goal contributions last season in um, Ronaldo Thomas. Robbie Kiernan's... Sorry, Jeez, Dylan. Right? I'm Robbie, cutting you off. Go for it. Go for it. Yes. Do your thing. Uh, Robbie Kiernan, who loves to um, talk trash and is a, a wonderful ball-playing defender. And then, yeah, you've got Dylan Powers, who came in and really anchored our midfield. Um, that one is one I feel like Daniel Peterson and Tommy McCabe can kind of do that job. Outside of that, you don't have a Brent Richards. You don't have a Kevin Alston, who experienced uh, former MLS All-Star there were a lot of exciting players that have moved on that were very integral the way we played. And there's a lot of experienced heads that have either moved on or aren't playing um, at the moment that when it's 90 seconds into a match, there's 
the 17 year old to your left is not yelling at you to um, wake up a little bit because he's a kid, um, even when you make a brutal mistake. Well, and, and the big thing with like right Ronaldo Damas missing is he was that one player on our roster that you could throw out there and you knew he was going to give his heart for 90 minutes. He wasn't going to slow down. He was going to be full pressure, full energy, um, running his behind off for a full 90 minutes uh, on there. And we don't really have that when you look at Kubo Torres and, and Ugo Okoli. As, as great as those players are, they're not going to be high press on the uh, that side of the pitch for a full 90 minutes. Uh, one name that Dylan didn't forgot to mention, uh, Eero Markkinen's not there, you know, and, and he's such a important part of last season's squad, right? Uh, that's sort of a joke. Did I, I think that's like the tonight. Don't, don't, don't. Is that like don't the second or third the time I've brought up Eero Markkinen um, for from last season? I don't know why I'm, I'm picking on him this year. Uh, but yeah, um, it's 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 that's USL Championship. The turnover roster turnover is just normal if in the second level of uh, USL soccer. Um, I'm sure you guys have experienced roster turnover in the MLS because you know that's sort of what happens. But it's probably nowhere at the level that that we experience year in and year out here in Orange County. Brad, you wanted to say something? Yeah, um, I think also uh, the biggest thing looking at is uh, we mentioned Brian Olowski and. Uh, and uh, Brent Richards uh, being injured, and that's definitely the biggest thing uh, for me right now. Obviously, Eric Calvillo uh, is with uh, El Paso, but I don't think he's the reason why they're not they're not being successful. He had uh, been called up to the El Salvadorian uh, national team, but uh, seeing players such as uh, you know who are integral parts of our midfield, and we are a team that definitely does work out of the midfield and. Uh, and uh, look to make a lot of uh, breaks. Um, having players like those two who are integral in getting the ball down the field uh, definitely is – missing them is definitely a big, big uh, part of this dry spell that we've had so far this season. It makes perfect sense with all the changes that they're still finding themselves five games in. That, make, that makes perfect sense. Um, I know Orozco was missing in the last game, correct? Um, yes. Has he shown anything so far? I mean, he's he's our best defender really out there when you look at the the way the defense is lined up. Um, it's just out with a knock, uh, and that's the difficult part of it. And I think Dylan uh, chimed in about this earlier. Is 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 really it's it's light in the defensive end, especially with what looks to be Richard Chaplow's uh, formation of a three, you know, a three center back. A rotation back there and when you only have like four center backs on your roster and Michael Rodosco is injured then you're left with the other three which is a youngster in Kobe Henry um someone that was playing fifth tier English soccer um last season in uh, Skendi and someone that was uh, Gorski was what Canada one previously with Luden and San Antonio and before that the Rowdies okay so a uh, very um, interesting, and, and Skendi's like a six foot five, like not pacey defender, and he's being played on the right side of a back three. Um, so that sort of gives you an idea of where, when you watch the highlights of what's going on, uh, where I think it was Bam that mentioned that early goal that Rakowski gave up. Um, it's because you have really a slow guy there on the right pit, uh, right side of the defense. Uh, that if you get beat, he's not going to be able to make up that. He's not going to be able to recover. Um, if he's beat over there. So that's just the difficulty is you have four center backs and only three 
that are healthy at the moment. Uh, Cameron, you, you're get, you're anxious over there, Cameron. You want to say something. Get get it out. Well, I mean, if you're playing a back three, you want to make sure you're holding possession, right? So you can push your fullbacks forward. A back three becomes a back five. Uh, the back three becomes a back five, and there are no there are no you can't you can't play out of that. You have very little options to break yourself out of. If you don't have good ball players, any functioning press beats us. Really, so in Cameron a way, doesn't like, like it, the back three, and he's a Tottenham well, fan, and no, they no, play I back like, three. So. I, I think I know. I think the back three can work, but it's just the pieces are like right now. It's just you're playing a back three with a makeshift, like probably not as not as ideal personnel setup at the moment. And I think that's sort of where you're missing like a Rob Kiernan, who was uh, an integral part of that uh, defense in the championship year. Um, still hasn't signed anywhere. And the thoughts are that he will be back with Orange County, maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed. Well, he's been seen. He's been seen on the bench. He's been seen but, in the uh, warm-up. He's been, he's, no official he's been announcement. Seen. No official announcement yet, but he's just been, he's been um, in and around the squad. I love that our producers making fun of uh, of the words I use, but that's what happens all the time. For those of you that are LAFC fans that are listening to us for the very first time, I'm known for butchering words and saying the wrong words and using the wrong um, language. Tony is raising his hand. I guess that's that's Tony's uh, job on the LAFC or uh, heart of LAFC podcast. It seems like, which hey, and Tony, I, love I, it. Hey, that's. Bam, you have an excuse. You can butcher words and no one would know because you have weird Australian words that you might use for stuff. <laughs> so we wouldn't even know if you're uh, if you're using the wrong word or not or you're mis mispronunciating words or whatever it may be. Oh, he makes it look cool okay. anyway. Yeah, it's it's a it's an Australian accent. It's like, oh, he knows soccer. He must know soccer. <laughs> he doesn't have an English accent. So it's easier for him. While me, I butcher I butchered Hollingshead's name, Ishmael's name. Max's last name, everything. And it's just like, it takes me like maybe the second try where I'm like, okay, I got it now, but I'm known for that. <laughs> I'm going to say this. We, we try to stay under an hour for our podcast, but I know this episode's not going to go under an hour. So that's just, that's a known thing. When, when it was this partnership with uh, heart of LAFC, I knew it was probably not going to stay under an hour, but we got to stay as close as we can to that. I'm going to give one last question to you guys. If you have one last question for us before we have to move on. Um, cause I, I want to try and balance it as much as we can. So, uh, bam, Tony, or if Joseph wants to ask this question, who, who, who wants it? I'll, I'll jump. Uh, <laughs> in terms of the approach for this game, are you expecting it to be the same for your setup where you're looking for the wing backs to get the work done three in the back? Or do you think they might change things up and kind of play a bit of a block against us? Who wants to take this one? I'm, I'm going to shut up on this. I'm going to let Dylan or Brad take this one. Dylan doesn't want it, so Brad, it's all can, yours. Can you repeat it one more time? Sorry. So are are you are you looking at the same approach that you normally do in in USL, where you're looking for the overlap, you're looking for the wing backs to get involved, or is it going to be something where you're more of sitting back more and looking for that occasional counter? Uh, I think we'll see on the uh, on the actual day how confident this team lines up, um, but I imagine the. Uh, what it's going to be is we want to do the first, but we're going to do the second. We want to uh, have the possession and and control the game as much as we can. But I know that uh, the players are going to go into this probably thinking that they might be outclassed already and sit back a little more than, than their skill and talent uh, gives them credit for. 
I, I know I there was. Go ahead, Cameron. No, you go, Dylan. <laughs> okay, Cameron's giving up. Um, I I feel like for maybe ten to fifteen minutes, if LAFC is a team that is going to start slowly, you might actually see something resembling some attacking play. And if we get an early goal, or if we haven't scored after fifteen minutes, it's going to be set up shot, park the bus, five five zero, uh, or you know five four one boring let's try and get to penalties and maybe uh we can have ourselves a little union omaha moment um, it worked really well last year in the playoffs and is not exciting to watch at this point in the season with the issues that we're having defensively it hasn't worked um but hey no better time to to get it figured out than against some uh some quality opposition i'm, I'm gonna give you a chance cameron but really quick i want to throw in there Dylan, you gotta watch the match. You can't be bored about that tactic. Um, the 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 negative thing about this year is we don't have Ronaldo Damas to be that counterattacking like Tasmanian devil up front, um, which probably limits what we can do with that type of game plan where you're sort of parking the bus, sitting back, and just sort of picking your moments. Uh, with Kubo and with Akoli, we haven't. They're not that style of attacking forward that's going to be able to be successful in that Ronaldo Damas was the type of player that you can sit back for 75, 80% of the match, but you get one long ball in and, and trust on that energy and that pace uh, to get a goal and, and you get a one nil victory and it's exciting. I, I love that soccer. I I'm, I'm the tactician. I love to watch. I always tell people when I'm watching a match, I'm not watching the ball all the time. I'm watching everyone else move around and watching what's going on. And that's, that's where I come from, and that's what I love. And that I love this style of play. I love the 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 chess match is what I'll call it when it comes to the, uh, the sport. Cameron, last word on this, and then we're going to move on. I mean, uh, uh, in terms of formations, I don't think we're going to see a deviation from a back three because it's kind of what Richard Chaplow's done the entire season. So I don't expect anything too drastic in terms of uh, setup. But, yeah, I think it's – I mean, would they like to play possession? Yes, but if we're having a hard time playing against uh, playing possession against USL teams, like, yeah, I, I don't expect to get it to get better against uh, you know against some top top quality MLS side, even even in their bench. So it's just you know, I guess it's what we call a enjoy the moment, as you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I think Orange County fans are going to love this opportunity to go to bank, the, the bank of California stadium and um, at least enjoy that moment. Like Cameron said, right. Uh, at least, you know, 400 probably more Orange County fans making that trip. Some of them via bus with the club that the club has actually um, put as part of a ticket package where you can buy a ticket and get a seat on the bus and get a, a trip out there, which Anyone from Southern California, sorry, Bam, you don't probably know this, but anyone from Southern California knows that is not an easy trip to make on a weeknight from Irvine, California to downtown LA. Um, I, I was sort of questioning. I, I For some reason, I was it, it was in my head that the bus was going to leave at 530 from Irvine, which I'm like, we're not going to make it there and get off the bus and be in the stadium in time. But apparently it's a five o'clock departure from Irvine, which is a little bit nicer. So I'm hoping that there's uh, hopefully LA traffic and LA drivers are nice and sort of, you know, go to the, the, the curb and let the bus by so we can get there in time uh, and enjoy the moment as fans to watch the, 
the kickoff. Um, I will be on that bus. I don't know if Dylan, if you're going to be on that bus, I know uh, Brad won't be because he's up in Reno. So he, if the only way he'll make it is if he's flying down um, from Reno, maybe you and Bam should work it out. You guys are like the away fans right now. Make, make, make a, a it a goal to come out and, and watch the match. Cameron, are you going to be on the bus? Or are you driving up there or are you not watching the match live? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. Um, I got credentialed for oh, okay. the match. So I am booking it straight from work. So, so Cameron's the one of us that's not going to be a fan. He's actually going to be professional there. So enjoy that opportunity. I chose to not get credentialed because I want to be a fan tomorrow. I want to enjoy that experience as a fan um, at uh, for my first visit to the stadium that was formerly the LA Sports Arena. I did go to a Clippers game there one time, and I did go to a WWE slash WWF event there at the Sports Arena a long time ago when I was like nine or ten years old. Um, let's do this again. We're running late. I knew this was going to happen, but we're going to get into some random soccer news. I want anyone on this screen right now. If you have any random soccer news you want to share, Bam is all about this random soccer news. He wants to get on this. Bam, so go about, for it. Released about an hour ago, the FIFA World Cup Intercontinental Playoffs were announced. So you got New Zealand versus Costa Rica. We'll be kicking off on June 13th, LA time. And you have Australia versus UAE. On June 6th, winner of that will play Peru on either the 13th or 14th of June. So 12th or 13th for you guys. They all got announced within the last hour. There we go. I'm going to jump on here really quick, and I'm sure uh, this isn't like fun news for LAFC fans, but uh, our Alan uh, Underwood, who normally is in the seat where Cameron would be, uh, is a San Diego loyal a fan and his team lost tonight to LA Galaxy 1-0. So LA Galaxy is moving on in the cup. So I think that's more motivation for you LAFC fans and the the team to hopefully win because you I, I think the goal is always to one up what LA Galaxy can do. So if you were to get knocked out tomorrow by Orange County, um that would not be fun for LAFC, both the team and the fan base. So another reason why there's going to be more motivation for LAFC to win this match, but um, that's how that's gone. Um, look at that. Tyler uh, watching live on YouTube. Wouldn't have found out my love for OCSC without first attending my love of soccer at the bank or first finding my love of soccer at the bank. So uh, I, I think Tyler is a fan of both teams. So I don't know. Is he going to be one of those cool fans that has like a half face paint, half orange, half gold, a half uniform, half jersey or whatever? No, I, I think Joseph's like, nope, can't do that. I hope not. I hope not. It's, it, you know, where, where your colors. Can you not love games, both teams? Is, you know, like... is that, is that the rule? You can't love both LAFC and Orange County? Oh, no, no. You could totally love both teams. They play in different divisions. Support your local soccer. Really support your local soccer. When the season's off for me, I go to Fury games for indoor, right? And we all hate San Diego, right? That That's what we do. Um, Support the local teams. They need it. They need the support. That's what develops it. So, no, support it. But split kits are just cringe to me. I just, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll even push into, like, when we were playing, when we were in the CCL, I'm like, I'm an America fan because for my Mexican league, because my family, when we played them, I was just like, I'm LAFC, and there's no, like, oh, I win both. It's I'm, I'm happy we win or I'm just pissed off we lost the whole time. So it's it's the whole thing of, like, we in our – section there's a lot of mixture with like the as we're calling it, the ufc event on august 3rd <laughs> going to be a lot of split there's going to be tr a lot of people trying to be split but 
on unfortunately it's like support your local and support what you've been pushing hard work for um be a supporter for us if you want when we're not playing but when you're playing us support your team not us so really right. quick uh for you lafc guys uh russell has a random soccer question for you all uh, do y'all have an idea of what the turnout's going to be of the LAFC fan base? Are they into this match, or is this sort of a it's a Wednesday match against the lower division team? Eh, I'll watch it on uh, ESPN Plus instead. What do, What are your thoughts? Is there going to be a good turnout from the LAFC fan uh, base? I'm not expecting a strong turnout. Uh, it wasn't promoted too much, right? There wasn't really a lot of of, of promotion opportunity. Parking situation, it's pay as as well like at the moment, which is never cheap. Uh, so it's it seems like that they're only selling a partial area of the stadium, kind of the TV side. And so that right there suggests that definitely they'll limit the space. It's all general admission. You get in, get the best seat you possibly can and enjoy it. Uh, so I'm not expecting a big crowd. I think if we get down farther into this tournament, then yeah, we probably will start seeing crowds show up. But for now, I don't expect a big group. It will fill up, I think, that limited space and that's going to be about it so tony really quick you're under uh, over under for what marvin is saying on there he's anticipating 15k uh lafc support uh is, what's your over under are you betting the over or the under on that tony i'm actually betting that because like again it's we were as probably you guys were also like deprived of two seasons i'm not going to the bank of like going to the stadium and watching our, the team play. So I know there's a lot of, of course, our supporters in the 3252 for sure will show up and go hard. And I know there's, this is actually sometimes also a perfect opportunity. Like I tell them, I, like I tell every time on our pod, bring your friends, bring your family and enjoy the sport. And this is like a property uh, opportunity time because these tickets sometimes get stupid expensive on the aftermarket and it's like for $30 to watch the team that you've been trying to go to, trying to watch, this is a perfect opportunity. So I agree with Marvin that probably 50K will show up. They'll show up late because of traffic, because we'll oh, see what we're looking. Oh, no, you'll see where we're located. Like we're in, as we say, we're an LA team. We're in LA. We're not outside LA. We're in it. <laughs> and that traffic right there builds up so i'm like i like i said i used to go to clipper games i know what that's like i know you got those flags waving trying to get you into those parking lots and get you to uh to park in certain lots right um but let me just say tony you're not a gambling man right you're picking the actual number you're not going with an over and under you're gonna bet on the 15k that's what you're saying right i was like if you want to talk gambling talk to bam on that one he's bam over under on the 15k for lafc fans not not counting the orange county fans are you going with over the under on that 15k number I'm going just under. I'm thinking the 13 to 14K. That's that's where I am. So we get closer. I don't think we get over, but I'm going under. So if you're going to give me money, a lot, odds for that, I'm going to go under for that. Damn, I wish we could get 13K. We can't fit that in our stadium, but that would be awesome if we can get that. Um, really quick, let's go. I, I want to give you an opportunity. We, we like to end each episode with a random thought. It's, it's non-soccer related, just a random thought that you want to share with our listeners. It, it can be... Dylan likes to usually share about books. Cameron talks about history. Brad has some random weird thoughts uh, that he shares, maybe sharing about his experience in local community theater. Uh, and I tend to say something stupid. Um, so I'm going to let you all do that. But to give you an opportunity, because you didn't know this was going to happen, I'm going to go to Dylan first. Dylan, what's your random thought? 
Um, right now is the perfect time to go lay down on a beach and just breathe in the air and enjoy a good time. And um, any specific yeah, beach, Dylan? No, no, the ones in Laguna might be a little bit better. Uh, they're worth the drive. Um, but but get to the beach before the zonies do and just take in some nature. It's a good time. If you've never been, there's Thousand Steps Beach in Laguna. Like Dylan was talking about Laguna, this is a beach. I'm drinking a beer based off of that. Uh, Brad, random thought from you. So I'm looking at Joseph's screen, and I'm appreciating uh, his his Does he scarf have a space? Wall. Does he have a space for an OCSC scarf somewhere? No, it doesn't appear so. But that brings up make a story space. about uh, kind of my disdain for LAFC in – some way shape or regard um i've never had the pleasure of going to the bank uh i have a twin brother who has had the pleasure who picked me up a scarf from the from the uh team store area and it got stolen so hey, don't talk about so, stuff stolen brad because you reno fans stole a flag from our producer andy when we and, made the trip we up got there it back. So. we got it back and it wasn't the group of fans that i was a supporter section of um but but never heard back from uh, LAFC's uh, team. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, support on that. So missing. We don't hear back from them that, that much Nobody either. It's okay. <laughs> you got to remember, Brad was oh, from so I, USL so Championship hoping... Second Division Soccer. Let me tell you the story. Right, a flag got stolen from one of our supporters, and the general manager got involved in finding that flag at Reno. So I mean. That's the difference between second division soccer and major league soccer. You're not going to probably get the front office of LAFC involved in a measly scarf being stolen um, from the team store. I, I'm not trying to say that's a bad thing. That's just a, the difference in size uh, of a team type thing. I, I guess, I guess Joseph has a different story. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, here, here's the difference at LAFC. If that happens, talk to the supporters, like talk to us. We'll set up a scarf exchange. Like, we're down for that. If you've got a scarf to switch with me uh, tomorrow night, let's do it. I've got one for you. And I will definitely put it on the wall right over here, probably next to uh, Detroit City FC or even Omaha, right? My friends from over there. So happy for both of them uh, tonight. What a night. Um, no doubt. I want an OC scarf up there. I will switch with you guys. I'm all about it. So set it up, guys. I will see Reach you guys tomorrow to on with the that Twitter scarf. machine right there. Let, let's find let, let's make this work if any orange county fans have an extra scarf to trade with joseph and send up to brad well let's make this work brad will will uh will make this uh beneficial for everyone right we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to make this work yeah. um yeah let me let me do this random thought from cameron all right so i after many many years have decided to delve into the world of football manager because my twin brother alex decided to play it and uh my god is it stressful it i i think i think i celebrate goals harder in an fm i've ever did in fifa i throw i throw i lose my crap when i when i concede like you can't control anything besides the tactics like first season with athletic bilbao i got him into a copa del rey final got the got the trophy but then i managed to cook the team's finances and we are screwed and um and then uh, I decided to do a uh, do a Marseille save with a Sam Pally tactic, 
and I went to Twitter to have them write my tactic. Now I got to write an article about this, what I'm doing. So now I'm just like, I've only played the game for a month. So now I got to like figure <laughs> Now I got to be all nuanced with this. So just my, it's, I. Big question yeah, for you, Cameron. Crazy. Big question. When you played the final, did you suit up? No. <laughs> no I, I, I gave up on football manager. I gave up on that game when uh, Oliver Vies fired me for leaking that he wouldn't give me more money to spend on Orange County SC. So I, I, I gave up on that game because I got fired like a month into my uh, managerial tenure with Orange County because I leaked to the media, uh, which honestly, it's very that's a very realistic game. I could imagine Oliver firing a coach because they leaked <laughs> uh, the uh, the news that he wouldn't give more money to sign players. So uh, props to whoever made that mod for uh, Orange County SC uh, and getting me fired after a month into my uh, managerial experience. And then I went to some, I went to like Patadoris like youth team to try and resurrect my career and it did not work well. Um, Joseph, <laughs> random thought from you. Mm -hmm. um, enjoy the beer, exchange a beer, uh, make a friend when you go to the games, LAFC fans are extremely friendly. So uh, find a drink, exchange one. It's all good things. Enjoy the culture together. Uh, awesome. Let's go to the man of the future. Bam. Random thought from you. What's going on in the future, man? Uh, besides a lot of rain in Australia at the moment, a lot of places are getting flooded. So we've gone from the bushfires a couple of years ago to getting flooded out left, right, and center. Um, random thought for you guys is more of a random fact. The reason on the Australian coat of arms that we have the emu and the kangaroo is because they cannot walk backwards. It symbolizes Australia always moving forward. I'm going to want to test this now. Uh, apparently at the uh, Safari Park in San Diego, you can actually go walk with the kangaroos. So I'm going to go try and make one of those kangaroos walk backward, like do the moonwalk and see if I can make them do that. That would be pretty fun. Uh, if, I, if I can get a kangaroo to moonwalk, I'm going to send that to you, Bam. I'm going to tag you on that and be like, look at that. A kangaroo. I actually did, the I actually did that tour a couple of years ago when I was in San Diego with my partner. Are they, legit, with... are they legit Australian kangaroos or are those like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like... yeah. They're, they're legit they I scared a lot of the Americans that were over there when we saw the kangaroo went ah because over here kangaroos are considered a pest and we we hunt them to to keep them under control <laughs> we actively go out hunt and kill our national treasure animal because they're such a pest. Mind you, it has some really good meat. So if you do get to try a kangaroo, try a kangaroo. Have you have you ever been like socked by a kangaroo right in the jaw? No, thank thank God, okay. no, thank God. I always have that image of that one uh, uh, guy on his like parachuting down, and like the kangaroos get mad that he's coming down to the ground, and they start attacking him once he lands. Uh, that's my picture of what it's like in Australia. Is you you like just like hit the ground, and the the, the kangaroos just like get the f out of this place, man. Go back home. We don't like you, Taurus. Uh, Tony, random thought from you. Cameron, you already gave your random thought, so hold on. Well, didn't Australia uh, Tony, declare war on emus? Twice and he lost both times. His name in it. He yeah. still jumps on there. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm Producer just saying there was the great emu war. Like, it's Tony's really turn. It's Tony's turn. 
I had to throw it in there. Uh, all right. Um, before my random thought, I was going to say, if any of y'all want to meet up with me, I'll be at the tailgates before the game and set up even after. I'll have a beer with you. I'll exchange scarves. I have a scarf to exchange on. I'm down to have an OC with you guys because, again, we trying to build community and supporters. It's like, again, that's the – the uh the best thing about the u.s support system is like we can exchange and build our culture bigger than it is like of course there is rivalries that needs to be that are sacred but overall it's like we're trying to build our own supporter culture that's unique to us as all so my random fanatic thought is kind of creepy the if you've ever been disneyland and of course everyone's been on the small world that ride never shuts down the music stops but the animatronic team moving on the whole night so it's like a five nights at freddy type thing there yep. uh, at, at the magic kingdom um what just really quick for any of the the fans that are not making the bus russell's asking uh where do you guys tailgate is there a, i don't think there's actually lots at at the bank of california is there is it it's all like private parking lots or is there actual like uh team lots or stadium lots there are exposition park lots. Um, the most expensive ones right around the stadium. There's the one by the science oh, center. Russell could there's afford one. that, so don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. So you, there's a place to park. I believe this game, everyone is parking at the California Science Center this time. That's the one lot they're going to use since it is a limited crowd, limited capacity. We tailgate at Christmas Tree Lane. Which that's tradition. Yep. Right so in front of if the you're lot. there, that that's home base. That's the big grass area facing the Coliseum. That's our zone. That's where we go. I'm not sure how accessible it is in this one because, again, it's not the normal setup. But trust me, there's going to be a lot of LAFC supporters there just kind of having drinks, hanging out. So, uh, yeah, that that's where they go. Again, we're really friendly as long as it's, you know, not the rival. We're super cool with everybody, and we love to travel. So, yeah, if you're, if you're coming out, you arrange it with us. Tell us that you're coming out. We're, we'll definitely have a welcoming committee. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm sure there'll be some fans that will try to make their way out there. Um, if the buses get there early enough, maybe you'll get some uh, fans off the buses. Uh, the Orange County fan base is a really cool group also. I, I, I don't foresee either fan uh, base getting crazy. The only problem maybe is if there's some uh, some fans on the bus that are uh, partaking in some drinking prior to getting on the bus or maybe sneaking a, a drink or two onto the bus. Maybe who knows what happens with that uh, and gets a little bit crazy. But I, I don't think there will be any um, – craziness between the two fan bases you guys aren't phoenix you guys and we're not uh los dos or or la galaxy supporters so uh it works out for everyone um really quick before i i give you guys the ability to head out because I, I we went longer than i think you guys were even anticipating um share with our listeners if they want to find out more or, or if they're you know closet fans of lafc or they want to start following the team how can they listen to you guys and, and get more involved with the lafc community Tony, you want to do it? I'm pretty much the social media guy. Well, I take Instagram. Jo uh, Joseph and Bam are the Twitter people. Um, so you can follow us at Heart of LAC on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, at the moment, actually, we're doing this new event that Bam pushed forward and we all agreed on is every game we rate um, three, three, two, and one. So they get points for who the player of the game was. At the end of the season, we'll have this trophy made to give to that player um just follow us on all our socials the same thing heart of lafc we do similar as this ours go about this long maybe even longer depending how upset we were <laughs> at the last game or how much more we have to say um 
you can follow us on all our socials, which is mine is Andes underscore Harris. Bam is LAFC Australia or us. And Joseph is Joseph Sacker. So if you want to follow us and just have fun with us, like I said, we're pretty open. We're easygoing. There's, you can just literally walk up to us and we can talk soccer and uh, tactics wise, Joseph's the man to do that for you. Um, let me, me just say up. this really quick. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate y'all taking some time to jump onto our uh, second tier U S soccer podcast here. We love it. And we saw some of your uh, followers jump on here. We love to, to interact with the fans as they listen. Um, we are going to quickly, quickly make predictions about our uh, next USL championship match. I am going to let one of you pick my prediction. We're playing Indy 11. You have no idea who Indy 11 are probably. Um, we're on the road in Indy 11. Who wants to pick my prediction for that match? Anyone? The crazy right, wants better, it. Go Bam. for it, Bam. Oh, Sorry, he's, just at, he's pulling up yeah, Brad. Just looking at it, um, what, Indy 11 currently eight on the ladder on net over there. Um, they're two, two, and two. I'm going to go with the Orange County 3-1 win. All right, I'll take that one. So, Brad, write that down for me. That's my prediction. It's 3-1 Orange County against Indy 11. Gentlemen, thank you so much. By all means, if you want to still hang out and hear what we have to say about this Indy 11 match, by all means, do so. But you are free to head out and, and <laughs> enjoy the rest of your evening. Go get some uh, some sleep. Uh, Bam, you're still like early in the day, so you can go party um, for another <laughs> 10 hours, and you're good to go. Uh, thank you very much, though, uh, gentlemen, for taking some time to, to hang out with us. Thank you guys for having us on. Again, we'll see some of you guys at the game tomorrow. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Thank you guys. Awesome. Um, Thank you. I have like one thing to say. I just got hit up by one of our uh, former supporters slash works for the club now, Jimmy. He's saying that there is no tailgating, but the blue lot and green lot will be open. So uh, just just to pass on the information so we don't get you guys in trouble or anybody else but uh thank you for having us um i'll be sure to listen to you guys like i said enjoy supporting any people out there trying to push the any soccer club further than they need to go awesome thank you so much and and definitely people check out the heart of lafc uh podcast follow them on uh all social media Let's support each other on this, even though the teams don't have official relationships anymore. Let's still support each other on this. At least it's not uh, LA Galaxy or Lostos that we're supporting when we're doing this. So that's awesome. Um, Dylan, let me go to you really quick. We're not going to get too much. We're not going to spend time on this Indy 11 match. I'm just going to go straight to predictions for this. Um, So Dylan, your prediction for this Indy 11 match. Uh, If you want to say something quick about it, because I know we have like Solomon Asante on that Indy 11 team. So if you have anything you want to say, but what's your prediction, Dylan? Well, there's an 11 in their name. So I'm going to go with 1-1 because it's worked in the past and we're not scoring goals. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. He's he's like pulling me. He's like going with the same score over and over, but it's not working for Orange County. You got you to gotta find a way to make it work for Orange County, Dylan. Um, Cameron, I don't know if you've been paying attention. You could participate. You just have to go onto either social medias or you have to message uh, – uh, Brad, what your predictions are. If you want to just jump on it now, if you let him, beat- Oh, no. Alan already pre- made a prediction. <laughs> I was going to say, Alan already went through and s- shared with us what his prediction is. Um, but Cameron, if you want to start now and you can be- somehow beat Dylan, because apparently Dylan's like running away with us already. He's like the man city of our prediction league here. Um, what's your prediction, Cameron? Oof. Um, oh, sorry. Luton town of our prediction uh, competition. Just, Go for it, Cam. Well, it's... 
really it's just it's difficult to find where the goals are coming from. Um, we most of our wins have been towards the end of the match. Um, just if we're looking off what last game happened in Sac against Sacramento, we 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 don't concede a ton, but we don't score. So I'm I'm gonna go with a uh, nil nil. Nil nil. All right, Brad, what's your prediction? Um, hold on, I'm I'm getting his. Um, I also agree with Cameron's. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's been an hour and a half already. I can't analysis? think straight. Yeah, analysis of the matchup. Um, but I also agree with Dylan's. Uh, Indy might be eleven, but there is a zero in, oh in Orange County, so I'm also a zero zero. Um, uh, Dylan, prediction. Is, is an O and a zero the same thing, Dylan? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I have to butcher it and stretch it for some semblance of a joke in there. So Bam's already given my official prediction. So that's my official prediction for what's going on. But I'm going to still make my unofficial prediction right now. And I got to make this work because we're struggling right now as a team. So Dylan, you know what my prediction is going to be, right? He's making the face. He, uh, it's either he's keeping a yawn in or he's making this frustrated face. Uh, my prediction, 5-0 for Indy 11. Got it. Got got to try the, the you know, magic works going on here. So and, do and I update that in your... No, 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 no. My official prediction is what Bam said, 3-1 for Orange County. But uh, my unofficial prediction is going to be 5-0 to um, Indy 11 to try and get Orange County back on track. Um, let me say this, because I, I think Dylan's ready to go to bed. Cameron's getting a little bit anxious. He's doing his fidget thing. Brad's probably got to go do some rehearsing for his uh, next play or next musical or whatever he's doing. Um, who are you playing right now, Brad? What's your what's your character? Uh, actually taking a break. I'm going to have more free time than I'll know what to do with. All right. So let us know, though, what, what's your next role that you're auditioning for? Uh, I'll let you know when I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're going to wrap things up here. I want to thank again, our guest from heart of LAFC uh, for taking the time to join us tonight. Um, you know, they, they represent a MLS squad, but they were willing to jump on and hang out with us talking about a USL championship squad, which is awesome. Uh, and let's, let's help support them. So follow all of them and follow and listen to their podcast. If you can, um, I know a lot of you all that listen to us, listen to rant, uh, a bunch of soccer stuff. So do it if you can, if you can add one more podcast into your lineup. Uh, for Dylan, for Cameron, for Brad, and then for our guest from LAFC or Heart of LAFC. And then also, hey, Alan, who's not here and had a bad night because San Diego lost. Uh, this is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Oh,